2: Ukrainian President Zelensky says the West is all talk.
3: We're very disappointed.
2: The White House scrambles to walk back comments from President Biden.
0: For God's sake, this man cannot remain. Oh. The
2: ruble tumbles. We've
4: got to throw everything that we possibly can, Russia.
2: This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Monday, March 28th. I'm Jim Bartow. The latest on the war in Ukraine. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky continued his plea for fighter jets from the West after Russia struck an oil depot in Lviv and a nuclear facility in Kharkiv. This comes amid reports that Russian President Vladimir Putin is beginning to realize that he cannot take Ukraine as a whole. Brigadier General Budanov, the head of Ukraine's Defense Intelligence Agency, has assessed that Putin is focusing his efforts on the South and East, leading some to believe that Putin seeks to break up Ukraine in a North and South Korea-style scenario. Garry Kasparov, chess grandmaster and political activist, joined CNN's newsroom to discuss what he believes will come next from the Russian president. The
3: generals who are running the operation, they somehow convinced uh, Putin, that uh, his plans to take the entire uh, uh, Ukraine left of the Dnipro
2: River, including Kiev, uh, just was a fantasy. Kasparov says that while Russian troops are trying to focus on smaller targets... He still believes that their chances of success are slim.
3: I think Russians now are trying to uh, fortify their positions near Kiev, uh, and they'll try to uh, cut uh, most of the east uh, Ukraine uh, from Kharkiv all the way down south to, to Kherson and to claim a victory. It's, it's a realistic plan from their perspectives. I still think they'll fail, but now it's far more realistic than trying to attack Ukraine uh, by
2: entire perimeter. Kasparov goes on to say that the war is going so badly for Russia, they're looking for a way out.
3: The latest reports uh, by Russian generals, their their briefings, indicate that um, uh, the operation now in the hands of those who are trying to um, salvage what they can and to give Putin at least uh, some uh, political cover uh, to claim victory.
2: The chess master also says that Ukrainian President Zelensky is desperate to stop the war. The Ukrainians made it very clear they want to stop
3: the war uh, and they were even willing to, to uh, return to the demarcation line of February 24th, prior to Russian, the latest stage of Russian invasion, though they, they would never recognize Russians' uh, sovereignty over east part of Donbass and, and, and Crimea. President Zelensky said that he would would be willing to make these compromises.
2: Kasparov believes that the West should also intensify sanctions.
3: Declare that sanctions, that are crippling Russian economy will stay until Russia clears the entire Ukrainian
2: territory, Crimea included. Turning to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, who expressed dissatisfaction with Western leaders and their bold words during the NATO summit, hinting they should have 1% of the courage that the men fighting in Mariupol
3: have.
2: NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel explains.
1: Well, I don't think President Zelensky was overly impressed. President Zelensky spoke this morning and effectively accused Western leaders. He didn't mention President Biden by name of being all talk. And I'll read you uh, just a, a, a translation of, of his comments from a short while ago. He was talking about. Mariupol, a city which is surrounded. It has been under attack, yet it is still not collapsed.
2: Engel goes on to read Zelensky's statement.
1: And he said, I've spoken to the defenders of Mariupol. I'm in constant contact with them. Their determination, heroism, and firmness are astonishing. And then he went on to say, if only those who've been thinking for 31 days on how to hand over dozens of jets and tanks had 1% of their courage. So he's saying that that meeting in NATO, which promised a lot of support, right. still isn't yielding the kind of results that Ukrainians want.
2: Andrei Yermak, Zelensky's chief of staff, echoed the Ukrainian president's sentiment.
3: We are very disappointed, if I'm honest. We would expect more bravery, expected some less, some bold decisions. The alias is taking decisions as if they are no war.
2: Representatives from Russia and Ukraine will meet this week for another round of talks aimed at ending the war. The talks are scheduled for today in Turkey. Meanwhile, President Biden made waves during his speech in Warsaw, Poland.
0: Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia, for free people refused to live in a world of hopelessness and darkness. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain powerful. Immediately
2: following the president's comments, the White House issued a statement saying that, quote, the president's point was that Putin cannot be allowed to exercise power over his neighbors or the region. He was not discussing Putin's power in Russia or regime change, end quote. However, French President Emmanuel Macron stated that Biden's comments were counterproductive.
3: I think we should be factual and, first of all, do everything so that the situation doesn't get out of control. I wouldn't use those terms because I continue to speak to President Putin, because what we do, we want to do collectively.
2: We want to stop the war that
3: Russia launched in Ukraine, without waging war and without escalation.
2: Michael Morel, the former deputy director of the CIA under President Obama, joined Face the Nation – to discuss his thoughts on President Biden's comments.
4: So I think um, his comment that Putin um, had to go was an unforced error. Um, It makes it, it strengthens Putin at home, makes it difficult for any domestic opposition to coalesce together. And no Russian citizen, none, um, wants to be told by the leader of Russia's main enemy about what
2: their leadership can look like and not. Morel went on to say that Biden's framing of the conflict in Ukraine is also a problem. The
4: broader framing I worry about as well. Um, I think we should frame this narrowly, Russia out of Ukraine and impose so much pain on this man that he never thinks about doing this again. I think framing it as democracy versus autocracy drives the Chinese closer to the Russians and makes it difficult for some of our own allies
2: who are autocrats to stand with us. President Biden's approval rating drops to a new low. According to an NBC News poll released Sunday, Biden's overall approval rating declined to 40% in the survey, which found that 55% of respondents did not approve of how he is doing as president. In a January NBC News poll, Biden's job approval stood at 43%, while 54% did not approve of his performance. 7 out of 10 Americans expressed low confidence in Biden's ability to handle the ongoing conflict between Russia, Ukraine, and other Western nations. The poll also found that 8 in 10 worried the tensions will result in higher gas prices for Americans and lead to nuclear war. The same survey found Republicans held a two-point advantage when asked which party should control Congress following this fall's November midterm elections. Philip Wegman, the White House reporter for Real Clear Politics, says that Americans are just generally unhappy with the direction of the country. And we see in the polling uh, that there's not a lot of discrimination when it comes to particular issues. Instead, uh, taken as a whole, people are, are generally pessimistic about the direction of the country. Julia Manchester, a political reporter for The Hill, says that inflation has a lot to do with Biden's low polling. The crux of a lot of the frustration among Americans is that it's simply expensive as things open up to, you know, for example, rent a home, buy a home, or even um, travel somewhere, or at least it's going to get expensive to travel somewhere. So it's, it's difficult, I think, right now
3: when it comes to pricing, and that's going to potentially reflect at the ballot box.
2: A new poll suggests that most voters believe that public schools are getting worse, and the Republican Party has a slight edge over Democrats on the education issue. Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett has the story.
4: The latest Rasmussen Report's National Telephone and Online Survey finds that 58% of likely U.S. voters believe the quality of public schools in America is getting worse, while just 13% think that schools are getting better. 25% say the quality of public schools is staying about the same. The survey of 1,000 likely U.S. voters was conducted between March 17th and 20th. The margin of error was plus or minus 3
2: percent with a 95 percent level of confidence. Bernie Bennett reporting. The ruble rumbles. Putin's invasion of Ukraine has triggered the most far-reaching sanctions ever leveled on a large country in an unprecedented worldwide shunning. The Russian economy is expected to contract by 15 percent in 2022, A bigger year-over-year decline than the United States endured, even at the depth of the Great Depression, according to a report last week by the Institute of International Finance. One cupboard stable, sugar, is seeing a steep price hike. The price of sugar jumped by as much as 37% in some areas and an average of 14% nationwide in the week ending March 18th, after a 13% hike the previous week. Bill Browder, the man behind the Magnitsky Act, which led to the first set of serious sanctions levied against Russian oligarchs for their human rights abuses, joined MSNBC to talk about the impact of the sanctions on Russia and how the Russian people are effectively hostages.
4: Well, there's no democracy in Russia. Anytime a, a an opposition candidate uh, appears like Alexei Navalny, they try to kill him. Uh, Boris Nemtsov, they did kill. Garry Kasparov, they uh, exiled. Um, so there, there is no democracy in Russia.
2: Browder points out that the U.S. should have been more proactive in relation to Russia prior to their invasion of Ukraine.
4: And it would have been nice um, if we had been a lot tougher before this invasion with targeted sanctions so we didn't have to affect the Russian population more, more broadly. Um, I mean, they are all effectively hostages to Vladimir Putin as well. Some of them willing, some of them unwilling.
2: Browder goes on to say that there is more the U.S. can be doing. Um,
4: but we're not in a place where we have that luxury anymore. He is killing thousands and thousands of people in Ukraine every uh, every day, every week, every month. And we cannot can no longer sort um, of tiptoe around this whole force. We've got to throw everything that we possibly can at Russia, surround Vladimir Putin completely economically, and that means freezing the central bank reserves, freezing the money of the oligarchs, and stopping anybody doing business with Russia.
2: The March jobs report is set to be released this Wednesday. The Labor Department's monthly snapshot of U.S. employment will be closely watched and will carry more importance as Federal Reserve officials are seeming to signal more hawkishness in the central bank's rate hiking plans. Daybreak Insider's Rich Thomason has the story.
0: Payroll processor ADP releases its March employment report Wednesday to be followed Friday by the official government report for March. The February unemployment rate stood at 3.8%. The March Consumer Confidence Index is due Tuesday. That report is of interest because of the major role that consumers play in the health of the U.S. economy. Data on construction spending, manufacturing activity, and housing prices also scheduled for release in the coming week. Rich
2: Thomason reporting. Bring Britney home. The Queen of Basketball director urges Biden to free WNBA star detained in Russia. Director Ben Proudfoot urged President Joe Biden to free Britney Greiner. The WNBA All-Star currently detained in Russia during his Oscars acceptance speech.
1: One last thing, President Biden, bring Brittany Griner home. Thank you. Long live the queen.
2: Griner has been in Russia since she was first detained in February at Sherimativo International Airport. The Russian Federal Customs Service claimed to have found vape cartridges containing marijuana in Griner's luggage, an offense that can carry a sentence of up to 10 years in Russia. And finally... A single mother of two warns to be wary of romance on the Internet. Nicole Hayden of Palm Beach County, Florida, began speaking with an imposter on her Instagram account who used the photo of the man she would eventually know as Alessandro Sinquini. The man, calling himself Marcus, started off friendly but soon became overtly romantic. I immediately knew something was wrong. When Nicole blocked him, Marcus began demanding $6,500. And started threatening me and threatening, you know, that they were going to find me and they were going to find my kids. A short time later, she met Alessandro Sinquini, a veteran officer with Carnival Cruise Line who had the same face as Marcus. When I started
3: messaging with Alex and he said, to, can we video chat? I was like, okay,
2: this guy's making sure that I'm actually not a catfisher. Sinquini has received messages from women everywhere telling him his photograph is linked to names like Thomas Riley, Alex, and of course, Marcus. In one case, Don Mayer of the U.S. sent a text to Sinquini To tell him, her mother lost almost $40,000 to a man who called himself Thomas Riley, using Sinquini's photograph in his profile. The couple is warning others to always trust your gut. The main goal is to make money out of them. We're talking about thousands of dollars. You have to trust your gut and listen to those red flags and don't send anybody money because anybody can hide behind the screen.